Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Body Rappers, Angela Luzio is delighted to sponsor this episode of Conversations on Dance. Body Rappers, Angela Luzio is known for its fine, total stretch tights and Angela Luzio shoes. Tyler Peck, principal dancer with New York City Ballet, is its spokesperson and designer of Tyler Peck Designs for Premiere. Tyler's beautiful, original designs fit perfectly, move well with the body, won't ride up in the back, and are ideal for class, rehearsal, and performance. Body Rappers makes additional apparel for all disciplines and significant to dance teachers this time of year. Body Rappers Performance Wear Remix for competition and recital, consisting of various components that can be mixed and matched to create a unique costume you won't see anywhere else, like the one featured in Body Rappers' ad. You may view all the products at bodywrappers.com or to purchase Body Rappers performance wear remix items, go to your favorite local dance retailer shop or online store. To view and buy the entire collection of Tyler Peck designs, go to dancewearcorner.com. This episode is sponsored by the Veil vale Dance Festival. I'm Rebecca King Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week, we are presenting our final episode recorded from the Vail Dance Festival in August 2017. Today, we sit down with Pennsylvania Ballet choreographer-in-residence and co-founder of Ballet X, Matthew Neenan. Matthew began his dance training at the Boston Ballet School, later continuing his studies at the School of American Ballet. From 1994 to 2007, Neenan danced with the Pennsylvania Ballet. In 2006, Matthew received the New York City Ballet's Choreographic Institute's Fellowship Initiative Award, and in 2007 was named Choreographer-in-Residence at Pennsylvania Ballet. His work has been performed at the Washington Ballet, Colorado Ballet, Ballet West, among many others. In 2005, Matthew co-founded Ballet X with fellow dancer Christine Cox. Ballet X has toured and performed Neenan's choreography in New York City at the Joyce Theater and the Skirball Center, at the Vail Dance Festival, and at Jacob's Pillow. Today, we talk with Matthew about his dancing career, his choreography, how the evolution of Pennsylvania Ballet has changed his work, the founding of Ballet X while still dancing, and the hopes and dreams that he has for the company going forward. 
Matthew, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate you thank taking you. time. Thanks for having me. <laughs> We've loved having everyone kind of filter in in any spare moment they've had. So we really appreciate because um, you are here to work. Yes. And <laughs> but today's my day off. Oh, so. great. Yeah. I thought you had a good time. Then. Oh, so working on your day off. You're going to be here for it. hours. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll keep you forever then. Um, so just to get started, tell us a little bit about your dancing career and how your interest in choreography came about. Oh, well, um, I've been dancing for a long time. My two sisters, one who was here over the weekend um, to see my premiere, I was definitely influenced from them at the Boston Ballet School. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I probably started around age five because it's that stereotypical story of like the younger brother being dragged to the (laughs) ballet studio and... But I, I loved it. I was obsessed with it. There was no question that I was going to do it or mm-hmm. start it. Um, and then I did, and I stayed at the Boston Ballet School for a while. Uh, also trained with uh, Jacqueline Kronzberg and Nan Keating. Yeah, I Jackie. Jackie so much. I know. She's That's uh, Sandy Jennings. Sandy mom. Jennings' mom. Oh, amazing! Yeah, an incredible. Teacher. She's an amazing teacher. Oh, fun. And um, she was in Sudbury, Massachusetts, at the time, and then Nan Keating who was in Hingham, Massachusetts at the time. And then she, I think she was directing the Boston Ballet School, one of their satellite schools in Norwell Mm -hmm. at the time. So I had great teachers. And then moved away from home at 14 and went to LaGuardia High School and School of American Ballet. And then 1994, went to Pennsylvania Ballet. And what kind of... Um, was a draw for me to join that company while well, my older sister was there. Mm-hmm. So I was going back and forth from New York to Philly to see her dance mm-hmm. a lot for like two to three years. Mm-hmm. And then they always did an annual AIDS benefit called Shut Up and Dance, mm-hmm. where the dancers were to choreograph on the other dancers. And I always knew I had a, a affinity to chore- uh, like or an idea <laughs> mm-hmm. to choreograph and see if I liked it. And at the time when I was at SAB, they didn't have the choreographic workshop right. Right. they have for the students now, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I think that shortly happened after I left. Mm-hmm. So I kind of always had the itch for it. And then um, when I joined the company, I knew I had the opportunity to do that. Uh-huh. That's great. So, um, you started your choreographic career while you were still dancing with the company. Um, did you find that it was hard to balance dancing and working in a different capacity ever? Um, yes and no. Cause I think, yeah, I think I did my first piece on the company 23. Wow. <laughs> so I was working with most of the dancers were older than me, mm-hmm. few my age, but not many. Um, but Roy Kaiser was, he was great. Like he gave me the opportunity, but whenever we had a meeting, uh, he would say, you're still first a dancer mm-hmm. and you can continue to choreograph for the company, but it's not going to happen every year. Mm-hmm. So for the first few years, it was like every two years. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't choreographing much, even though I had this great opportunity mm-hmm. that was getting reviewed and like getting a bit of exposure, but it wasn't like all of a sudden I was this choreographer, like right. I still was dancing. And then right. two years later, I did another like work for the right. company mm-hmm. and would do like out you know, outspurts of like uh, summer things and the Carlisle project was with Barbara Weisberger was still around at that point. Mm-hmm. So I was doing work for that, but it was, it was a slow progression. Mm-hmm. So even though I can say it's been 20 years since I've been court or more, <laughs> <laughs> no, about 20 years, but it, 
the choreography never it didn't really kick off till like you know 2006 2007 because mm-hmm. i was kind of still married to being a dancer right what were some of the challenges you mentioned you started when you were just 23 and you were working on your colleagues on your peers so what were some of the challenges for you to kind of take yourself out of that really comfort zone of being a dancer and move to the front of the room and kind of assert your authority over your friends. It was hard. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I bet. It was hard because I'm not, I'm naturally a shy person, pretty introverted and, you know, I'm only in front of the room because of the job I do. Right. It's not like I ever had the desire, like I love authority and <laughs> I love power. I, I always kind of, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm just not that type of person. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to learn to be a leader. Right. And I think in the beginning, it's funny, I feel like I'm more nice now, I think, <laughs> when I was a younger choreographer. Like, if I felt like people were disrespecting me or if the older dancers, like, I would have little arguments with them or I would yeah. just kind of like, I didn't know how to control it, so I would yell and be like, everyone pay attention to me. <laughs> and now I would never do that unless right. it's really... You know, <laughs> yeah, unless like you, re- it's a total necessity where the room is getting out of control. But right. when you're older and wiser, you kind of make yeah. sure that never really happens. But right. when I was younger, it, it would. And right. yeah, it was, it was, it was very hard, but yeah. nothing hard enough that I didn't want to continue to do it. Right. I think by the time we would like tech and like then the performances would happen and then the feedback and it was always positive and you know the older dancers would give me advice they'd be mm-hmm. like if you just did a little bit more of this and a little less of that or you know you're sometimes over prepared right that was something else i learned like i would write everything down beforehand and now mm-hmm. i don't do any of that right. it's yeah. just like don't come in with your book mm-hmm. and expect everyone to like you know it, people aren't going to be impressed that you did this overnight, but it has nothing to do with them. Right. It right. had to, you know, so I had to learn those things in the beginning, but yeah. I learned them very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> what were some of the uh, initial outlets um, outside of Pennsylvania Valley where you found chances to explore your choreographic talent? Um, I mean, I think the f- one of the first things I did was Colorado Ballet. Cool. How apropos. Yeah, that was like one of my first commissions. Well, actually, no. Right before that was Washington Ballet mm-hmm. with Septim because I had a relationship with him mm-hmm. and Juilliard as well. So those all happened, like, as I said before, like around like the mid 2000, uh, like 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. Were these things you were pursuing or did they come up naturally? Like, it's, a, it's kind of a different, um, you know, being a choreographer, I feel like you have to carve out your own path. It's so different from any other. It is. Ca- everyone has career. a different journey, which right. I had to kind of learn. Because once I did a piece, a couple pieces for Pennsylvania Ballet, I was like, and this is back when you had to like do the whole folder with the DVD and the photos <laughs> yeah. and the uh-huh, resume, yeah. you know, yeah. no, just like quick links. Right. So like mm-hmm. you would take the time to do that. And I was presenting myself to like all these big companies, right. which at first they just were like, um, yeah, that's good for you, but you're <laughs> obviously not ready for this yet. So I, with like companies like Washington and Juilliard, where I already had relationships with the directors, then it was just more about yeah. building that relationship. And, you know, yeah. finally, you know, it's been like, a, yeah, for me, it's been a very gradual journey. Nothing kind of like right. was huge from the start. Yeah. So you received numerous uh, choreographic fellowships and awards. What um, significance do these opportunities have on your career? Um, I think 
I mean, for one was the uh, Jerome Robbins Fellowship. I think I was the first recipient. Mm -hmm. And that, yeah, that was through Damien, of course. So right. that was, that helped. Um, I got the Chuseong Go. So yeah, those things on your resume always help. I got, you know, what's great about the state of Pennsylvania is there's wonderful funding there. Mm -hmm. That's partly why we decided to like start Ballet X and keep it in Philadelphia, people are like, oh, why don't you like move the company to New York? It's uh -huh. like, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, because you know, you have the Pew, you have the Independence Foundation, you have the Pennsylvania Council on the Arts, and these were all like funders that even supported my choreography. Or with the Pennsylvania Council, I think I had like three grants from them, and this was in my 20s still, and mm -hmm. they were like $10,000. So that's really great. And that gives you, again, the finances to start promoting yourself right. again this was before social media right so like yes i could like order a hundred cds and dvds yeah. right and, and you know do it that way right. so yeah that helped a lot good so um how would you define maybe your aesthetic as a choreographer or um what are some traits of your work that you think uh are common throughout uh, a lot of your valleys hmm Good question. Because um, I, I still feel like I'm growing. It's always like I always want to develop a new vocabulary within myself and the mm -hmm. dancers. I think for me, the most important thing and what I, you know, even with this premiere over the weekend, what I was telling the dancers, like it, it always has to look like you choreographed it. There has to be a spontaneity about it or a freshness. Even if you like screw something up, like then own the screw up. Mm -hmm. and just make it look fresh. Um, I love gestural things. Mm -hmm. You know, I get a little bored with a lot of choreography if it just seems so formed and, you know, perfect and counted. I like when things always look like it was just made up on the spot. Mm -hmm. So are there any choreographers or works or companies that inspire you in any specific way? Uh, I mean... New York City Ballet always mm -hmm. has, mm -hmm. always, you know. And my work in the beginning was, you know, very Mr. B. And sometimes, you know, I've I've strayed away from that. But then sometimes now I'm just like, we need to like put some Mr. B in have this. That like, yeah. <laughs> you have to, you have to. I mean, how could you not? Um, even Robbins, it's like just the um, the subtlety of his work and the the intention is always, you know, still so impressive to me to watch. But then, like, I'm a huge lover of Ohad and mm -hmm. Batsheva and mm -hmm. the Gaga technique. I think that's just revolutionary and so important. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all important. We sometimes want to say, like, now this person's bigger than this person. It's right. like, no, they're not. Like, if you're inspired by Mr. Balanchine and Ohad, like, what? <laughs> yeah. What better marriage than that? And I always try to put those experiences of watching those works into mm -hmm. my work. Like, right. what did I love about these works that inspire me? You know, and I mean, of course, like Forsyth, and I've danced a lot of Paul Taylor and Duato, and, mm -hmm. you know, it's everything. I think it's important now. We've seen so many different styles. Can anyone really form a new vocabulary? I don't know, but right. with everything you've done and like the dancers of today and what I love about working with this new generation is they have a lot of different um, experiences with styles. Mm -hmm. 
being in a ballet company too. Right. So it's really exciting, like for the 21 year olds, where it's just like, yeah, I, I did a Debato piece. I yeah. did Mr. B. I've done Taylor. Uh-huh. I've done, you know, and that's an O to some of the directors who are just bringing in this yeah. hodgepodge of fabulous work. Yeah. yeah. So uh, a few years ago, there was a New York Times article that says you have found, quote, impressive fame for an American ballet choreographer, especially one who doesn't live in New York City. Have you ever personally felt that uh, it's been to your detriment not being located in New York, which is, you know, often thought of like the hub of the the dance world? It's so funny you ask that because, (laughs) and I think I've even told... (laughs) the New York Times this before where it's just like I'm actually kind of from New York like (laughs) I mean I was born in Boston Uh but I moved to New York at 14 and I'm still a resident of New York Uh like I vote in New York I still have an apartment in New York Uh which I'm very grateful and (laughs) very lucky to have but So that's why I'm still like legally a a resident Mm -hmm. of New York, even though I've been in Philadelphia now for over 20 years. But Mm -hmm. no, it's just kind of like, I mean, I'm always in New York. So, and I've gotten some great chances in New York City too. So at first, and it's funny, like friends of mine, they're just like, oh, that's kind of a diss to you. I was like, well, I'm not going to take it as that. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't think it was meant as a diss. I think it was, I mean, I think that's a very. No, I don't either. um, Yeah. I don't either. It's just like when some people, like, I think non-New Yorkers might think that. Right. You know, we get sensitive sometimes, like, right. oh, you don't live in New York. But I feel like that mentality is changing. Like, right. There's just so much great art everywhere. Right, right. Um, that's why we thought it was interesting because it doesn't, New York City doesn't, it does matter in a great way, but there's lots of other ways for other cities that are important and other ways for us to connect, you know, with right. other cities and other places. Um. So you've been involved with Pennsylvania Ballet since 1994, a company that's been undergoing a lot of change recently, and you've seen many evolutions of the company. So how do you feel um, changes like this shape your art? Oh my God, that's such a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Quite a bit, Mm -hmm. quite a bit. It's, you know, I still, it's, I'm still really thankful that I'm there Mm -hmm. because it is a whole new company. Right. But Angel has brought in some really great, artists and dancers Uh who I've just started working with and Mm -hmm. have more hopes to work with them. Um, You know, in the beginning, as I said, it was like I was younger. And so I saw this whole generation before me of dancers I saw when my sister was still dancing. So I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, (laughs) and then all of a sudden I'm with my peers and they really helped form my vocabulary. Uh Like even dancers like Christine Cox, who I formed Ballet X with and Tara Keating, Francis Fayette, James Aidy, James Ide, like these were all dancers who I worked with, Amy Aldridge, who I worked with all the time, Rio, I can go on and on, mm-hmm. Arancha, um, <laughs> Zach Hench, Julie, all right, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> but like at that point, and I was still dancing with them, and we're all the same age. Mm-hmm. I all went to school with a lot of these people right. too, so it was just like, they were always so generous and, generous and helpful of like, let's try this, let's try that, mm-hmm. and then... After that, and then I get a little older, and then, you know, other dancers coming in who I loved. I worked a lot with Lauren Fadley and Mm -hmm. Alex Peters. Uh, But now, with that, with this, it's like, I feel like I can strike a whole nother new vocabulary Mm -hmm. because some of them I'm getting to know. And what I love about a lot of the new dancers are a lot of them have had experiences beforehand. Mm -hmm. They're not all 19 year olds coming in, even though there's that, but there's dancers who have danced in Europe and, Mm -hmm. you know, 
everywhere. So they already have this knowledge and they've already worked with all these choreographers who I love. Mm -hmm. So they have an understanding. So it's just different. It's right. just different. It's just a different aesthetic. Everyone's really little now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's interesting. It's yeah. great. You know, no, there's nothing bad about it. It's like mm -hmm. for me as a choreographer, I always just try to like, it's always about the individual dancer and, mm -hmm. you know, there's still great individuals there that, you know, I'm starting to tap into. Yeah. And I'm just, again, really thankful that I can like work with this whole new company yeah. and see where it goes from there. Yeah. Especially when you're inspired by the dancers, that'll change what yeah, you're doing. There's and, a, yeah. Yeah. There's a few new that I've just like, I've worked a little bit with and now, you know, and now that, you know, people like Amy have retired mm -hmm. and now I'm like, okay, who's out there? But yeah. there's a few of them that I really do adore that I think have great artistic uh, choices and um, desires to like do more things yeah. rather than just ballet. Yeah. So uh, you brought up Ballet X. Let's, let's talk about Ballet X for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it was a company you founded with Christine Cox in 2005, six-ish, you said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, which meant that you were still dancing. Yeah. So... Um, what were how did the idea for the company come about and what were some of the initial challenges with balancing your dancing career with Pennsylvania Ballet and this new venture you were exploring? Uh, I mean, I th before that, we were a company called Frenic New Ballet and we had five directors. And it was that was just pretty much all about like working on our summer layoff because sometimes we would have like we would be done early June and we wouldn't start back till late September. Mm -hmm. It's a long we time. Yeah, yes. we know that too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that can be fun in a way, but then you're like, that's like a, almost like half the year off. <laughs> yeah. And without a with, paycheck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was just a way to explore. And in Philadelphia, we deal, we felt a need that people wanted to see more new work and more new ballet. And you would see, you know, you would meet patrons and friends of the ballet that would say like, God, if, you know, we'd love to see like more of the ballet and more new stuff. They mm -hmm. loved the full length, but mm -hmm. they really wanted to see new work. So that was the impetus from the beginning. And then Frenic New Ballet, because it was five directors after like four and a half years, it was a, a little difficult. Mm -hmm. um, that's just not going to work. Right. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. And um, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's even hard with two directors. Right. right. But so Christine and I, because we had, we really did have the same vision as like, we want to keep ballet as the, not the, I mean, it, we wanted a, a contemporary ballet company mm -hmm. and there was a void in Philly still of like, right. there was no other really ballet-esque company mm -hmm. or a company that used the point shoe. Mm -hmm. So from there, we started Ballet X. We changed the name. We were very fortunate that we got the uh, same nonprofit status. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <laughs> legally, like Ballet X is like <laughs> 16 years old now, <laughs> <laughs> right. even though it's six years old, right. but, or no, 12 years old. Um, and what was great is right away we were able to get Yorma Ello mm -hmm. as a choreographer because we had worked with him at Pennsylvania Ballet. So we, were, we already had like some good resources of choreographers that we liked and knew. Mm -hmm. I had met Annabelle Lopez Ochoa. We had pieces at the same time at the uh, Fall for Dance Festival in mm -hmm. New York City Center mm -hmm. in 2006. Mm -hmm. 
I think she had something for Dutch National and I had something for Pennsylvania Ballet and then we met. And this was like right when she was about to like take off. Uh Um, But what's wonderful about Annabelle is she'll always come back. She's never like, oh, that's beneath me now, you know? So we've had her back like three or four times. But in the beginning, it was just, you know, we got her, we got Helen Pickett. Like in the beginning, we got like really great choreographers. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that helped launch the company. Yeah. You bring up an interesting point um, that you knew the the Philadelphia crowd so well. You knew what the audience wanted. You knew what they were craving. You were like an insider. And I feel like with a lot of artistic directors, when they start with a new company, that's not always you know, familiar to them. Like they don't really know um, what to do. So how do you feel like that really helped you in those first years to establish the oh company? God, it helped so much. Yeah. Uh, and Christine was also, she's such a good fundraiser mm-hmm. and she's not a shy person at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you know her well, you right. will, everyone will attest to that. Yeah. So she was so brilliant about like going out and like finding people for our mm-hmm. board. I mean, right away. And I think that was just something we realized of like being in a ballet company. It was like, you need a good board of directors, you need a good mm-hmm. support system and you need this pe- these kind of people and these kind of people. Mm-hmm. So right away, you know, both of us, more her, were very strategic about who are you gonna find to help us out. Right. Financially and, you know, with knowledge. Because right. we also were very honest about like, we don't have a business degree. Right. Like right. we're starting a business. Mm-hmm. So we know the artistic side of everything for the most part, but we need to know like, how do we like sustain this? And sure. how do we find money? And how do we like yeah. <laughs> start a bank account? <laughs> and There's so all many of those things. So like right away, the the original board, and I mean, the board is, it's still a working board. I don't think that will ever change because it's a, it's such a small organization and it mm-hmm. will always be a very family unit kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. But the board in the beginning was like, I mean, they were our staff. Right. So they were, you know, and sometimes giving us the like, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> or like, yes, good for you. Or right. like, and this was also like at the start of the height of social media. Right. So we were able to like use that to help us as well. Mm-hmm. So um, Ballet X has now been around for 12 years. What were some of the initial goals that you set out for the company? And do you feel like you fulfilled those goals or still more work to, to do? Oh, well, there's always more work to do. <laughs> but um, I mean, one of the initial goals from the very beginning was to be here. Oh, to yeah. To be at the festival. Yeah, it was like, I remember like one of our first strategic plans in the first two years was like, okay, we're, you know, in 10 years, where do we want to say the company has been and performed? Mm-hmm. Veil vale for sure, the Jacob's Pillow Festival and the Joyce Theater in New York. And all of those have happened. Check, check, Nailed check. So, yeah, <laughs> which is, you know, which is wonderful. Right. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah, if you put your mind to it, you know, and 10 years is a long time. Yeah. You know, it, it is and it isn't. But, you 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 know, I've seen people do it in three years. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. uh, so you and uh, Vail Dance Festival, Damien Wetzel, have a long history. Um, Damien's commission works from you in the past for the festival, uh, assigning you guest dancers from New York City Ballet and ABT, for example. Um, what is unique about working with dancers in this way? And uh, does it ever become a challenge if the dancers haven't worked together in the past? Uh, yes and no. I mean, this was my first year where I didn't have Ballet X involved in the world premiere. In the last few years, it's been, I create the work on Ballet X in Philadelphia. And then when we get here, we kind of implant 
whoever, you know. Yeah, so yeah. the first year was Tyler Peck and Robbie Fairchild. After that, it was Isabella Boylston and Zach Catazzaro, and then Isabella and James Whiteside, mm-hmm. which all phenomenal, very quick learners. So, And they love the company. They love the dancers. So mm-hmm. it was a very, you know, great moment when they would watch the piece. And then I'm like, and this is where your pas de deux is. And uh-huh. this is where, you know your solo is and then the company dances with you and then we have to do this group section no it made me very organized about it mm-hmm. uh with this piece you know it was my first time working with just all guest artists mm-hmm. and the only person i had worked with was james whiteside mm-hmm. who was in it but luckily in new york a few months ago i was able to start with lauren lovett and joe gordon and and um roman mejia mm-hmm. whenever they were available from you know yeah. Their New York City Ballet SAB schedule. So I got a head start. And then when I got here, it was like Carla, James, and Misa right. mm-hmm. for like three days. Right. And <laughs> just put something yeah, together. <laughs> yeah. But watch, I've seen these dancers dance mm-hmm. for many years now. So I definitely get a feel for who they are. And, mm-hmm. and they do know me. I already had a relationship with them. So mm-hmm. that definitely helped. It wasn't like, I don't know you. I've never seen you dance. You don't know me as a choreographer. I don't right. know you as a dancer. Mm-hmm. There wasn't that in the room. They've they've all seen my work as well. So it really was just a big love fest when we started and you know, they're grade A dancers and they want to do their best on stage. So it's like, all right, we have 2 days. Let's just Let's make it. the best thing possible. That piece was great. We loved, we loved it. it. It was so Thanks. so I was fun. Very blessed to work with them. Yeah, it was great. So Ballet X has toured around the country, including, like you said, past appearances here in Vail. And as we know, tours are so important for companies, not only brand recognition, but also serve to enrich the dancers. So what do you hope that your dancers take away from participating in this particular festival? Oh, God. I mean, they've already taken away so much in mm-hmm. the past few years. Um, and it's funny, the f- we were here, the first time we were here was 2012. Mm-hmm. And no one knew the company. <laughs> like none of the dancers like knew the company, or like some of the dancers who knew me that see me, they're like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, Ballet X is here. Oh, not Pennsylvania Ballet." And I'm like, "No, but you know, here we are." Like Damien invited us, and then that I mean, we were only here for like a few days, mm-hmm. but I think throughout each year, um, and I'm always so proud of the dancers because they're such great artists, and I think the dancers here have like grown to love them. Mm -hmm. And then it's so great for our dancers who are more contemporary based, but you know, they all came from a ballet background. Mm -hmm. So they're always just so enamored and by them when they see them do Tchaikovsky Pa and Stars and Stripes and all in Romeo and Juliet and like the things that inspired them as a young dancer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's really been a great marriage with like, you know, and we, we kind of put those dancers as stereotypes, like, Oh, they're not going to like a little company from Philadelphia, but it's not true. You know, it's, I feel like we're all very accepting and we want to learn from each other. So it's been great in that way. And, yeah, it's always I also been. think part of um, what Damien does here at the festival is uh, give different opportunities to someone that might not be as visible. If it's a you know it's a new company or it's a young dancer that hasn't necessarily um, gotten all this rep under their belt, right. and that's what makes him tick. I think exactly, so. When he yeah. brought Ballet X in 2012, you know, I think it was because he had faith in the company, and as he's proven by continually inviting you guys out here. Totally. No, and like Anne with like a young dancer who might be like, yeah, in the court of ballet somewhere. And it's like in the school. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
but mm-hmm. he always has a great inkling for who's gonna like prove themselves and right. you know yeah. not take advantage of the situation right absolutely so what can um the festival expect to see from your company at the closing of the festival this closing year? night um well they're doing my piece the last glass which mm-hmm. has been <laughs> happening every year here oh. which i love but oh, like fun. i'm always like with damien and christine cox i know sometimes she's like really like do, do we want to like we've been doing it every year like yeah. <laughs> but he loves the work and i think the audiences have like responded to the work mm-hmm. uh what's special this year is that we've com- i've completely changed the casting uh-huh. um what's been great about the company is that the roster really hasn't changed in the last three to five years some mm-hmm. of them have been most of them have been here five or six and then there's great. been a few have already who have already been here like three years mm-hmm. so they tour the piece a lot mm-hmm. and they've all been doing the same roles for quite a bit of time and I could see the piece starting to, I don't want to say get a little stale, but like I knew it needed a little bit of a jolt, mm-hmm. a little bit of a fire under mm-hmm. <laughs> the work to get it like in a new perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I had talked to the dancers about like, what if we swapped roles? And they were super into it. Yeah, that's so um, cool. But you dancing. couldn't just do a few, you had to do everyone. So everybody's in a new role. Fun. They already did it in Philadelphia mm-hmm. uh, and in Washington, D.C. So mm-hmm. they have these roles under their belt. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now Vale can like see them all in a completely different role for those who have seen the ballet year yeah. after year. <laughs> that's so exciting. Yeah, that's so great for the dancers. Have fun. Jody Gates's new work that she did in, in Philadelphia called Beautiful Once, which is lovely, mm-hmm. um, will have its, it just had its debut a couple mm-hmm. months ago. And um, you'll see that as well. Awesome. Great. So we're coming to our final segment of the interview, which is uh, what we call our lightning round. And we just give you a few rapid fire questions and you respond okay. with the first thing you think of. It's okay. not It's not a <laughs> trick, I promise. Uh, what is the your favorite work that you've created? Uh, I'd have to say Sunset 0639 Hours. It was my full length piece about oh, wow. the aviator. Nice. Cool. Um, is there a ballet or a role that got away when you were a dancer? that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Oh God, there's a lot. <laughs> um, that got away. I would say like a good Forsyth work. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you could be back on stage tomorrow and dance any ballet, what would it be? A Forsyth piece. where i didn't have to jump much and i could just show artistry and like you know you know i think what's great about his work is it's all about the extreme if you don't have extension you don't have it but how can you fulfill Mm -hmm. whatever extension you have right um also this just came to mind um iago and morse pavan oh my god (laughs) I would love to do that. I remember Pennsylvania Ballet did that years ago, probably like 12 or 15 years ago, and Risa Steinberg was setting it. Mm. And I knew Risa, and I had worked with her before, and she was just like, Matthew, you're just way too young. You look like, you know, when I was in my mid-20s, I still looked Mm. like I was 15. Uh But I just was like, but now I know. (laughs) that. But that would be a role, like, I would totally, like, get back in shape for and try to do again. Uh You know, something that had, like, yeah, those theatrical moments and yeah where you have to have a certain wise mature mind of of experience to know like oh 
I mean, I could say that about the siren and po- Prodigal Son too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> would love to do that as well. <laughs> That's okay. Here we Strap can. on a point too. Yeah, anything evil and like uh, nasty. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, what would be your dream company to work with? Oh, um, I mean, there's many. You can give us a few. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd be an idiot not to say. I mean, New York City Ballet, San Francisco mm-hmm. Ballet, ABT. Those are on my bucket list my bucket list because <laughs> there's just so many extraordinary you know and it would be you know a ballet piece just a really strong ballet work mm-hmm. of integrity and you know artistic freedom right. um ballet british columbia yeah beautiful company beautiful yeah. dancers we saw them um, and they're great yeah but you know even i just have i always love still working with pennsylvania ballet and ballet x like the artists are always changing. And um, again, I feel so lucky that I have <laughs> maintained my camaraderie with yeah, both companies. Of but course. Uh, I mean, Netherlands Dance Theater, of course. Oh, yeah. Because I know I could go there and they give you the time yeah, to workshop, nice. mm-hmm. um, which I think is something that's kind of missing in the United States right yeah. now. Yeah. Not. A judgment, just an observation <laughs> yeah. that been as an American dancers are so quick. Mm-hmm. So I think we take advantage of that sometimes. Yeah. I think because you hear about, you know, and my choreographer friends who are like, oh, when I'm with this company in Europe, I have like four weeks and then I come back for another two weeks before the premiere mm-hmm. and it really makes a difference. Yeah. Because I can dip, dig deep and I can find like something, whether it's weird or whatever, mm-hmm. like I have the time to figure it out. And, yeah. So anything, any, you know, Netherlands Dance Theater, I mean, Gothenburg Ballet, those would yeah. all all be dreams come true. Yeah. So. And if it happens in five years and if, or if it happens in 30 years. You've got time. You've got yeah. That's, a good, as a that's why I'm trying to stay as healthy as I can yeah, exactly. <laughs> as I get older. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so for the last question, um, if you had... No budget, you know, sky's the limit. You can do anything you want. What would your dream project be? Oh my gosh. Um, maybe even something on these mountains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think for me, I'm still kind of, it's so funny. My sister was just here and my nephew, uh, who's now 22, 23, he's going to be 23 in a couple of days, actually. Uh, <laughs> You know, he's uh, he's big into videography right now. Mm-hmm. And he's also a skateboarder. Mm-hmm. So he's been like doing all these things on his skateboard with video. And my sister was just like, how cool would it be if like you guys did a project together while yeah. he's on his skateboard and maybe he was in it? Because, you know, he's also kind of a mover. And mm-hmm. and I just was like, oh, my God. I shouldn't even say it because I don't want someone to <laughs> steal the idea. Copyright. Yeah, but... <laughs> You know, but just something with people. I think it's also important to like work with people who you really love mm-hmm. and respect. Um, so anything with even like composers I've worked with or mm-hmm. dancers I've worked with to just like do something even beyond or different than you did in the past. Because mm-hmm. as you know, as I said before, like the older you get, like the experience has they have to be fun. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be a challenge and there's always going to be something nerve wracking that's inevitable. Mm -hmm. Like it's always going to be pressure, but I've had experiences in the past where it's not enjoyable Mm -hmm. or you don't 
like your collaborators and it's not worth it. Yeah. Why do it? Absolutely. You know, so that too, it's just working with people I love is so important. Well, thank you, Matthew, for joining us today, taking the time out of your busy veil schedule. It was great to talk to you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for joining us this week. We have a lot of really exciting announcements coming up and great new content planned for the rest of 2018. So we hope that you will all continue to join us for that and subscribe now on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so that you are automatically notified of new content as soon as it goes live. We also hope that you're following us on social media at Conversations on Dance. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.